0: Welcome back to uh, another episode of The CoryCast. In light of all the recent events with the COVID-19 virus, um, I had a friend, Nicole Mozo, reach out to me and said uh, she wanted to do the podcast, mostly because she's a, um, a nurse right now, kind of dealing with the front lines of it. And I thought it'd be really cool to get a interesting perspective and get some real facts from somebody who's kind of on the front lines has to deal with this on a on a daily basis this podcast was the first time i've done a skype podcast to audio so we had a little bit of difficulties in the beginning Uh, hopefully it turns out well enough for you guys to enjoy so without any further ado here's my friend nicole mozo Alright, we're recording. Thanks for doing this, Nicole. I appreciate it. Oh, I can't hear you. Hold on. A minute. Oh, there you go. Is that better? Oh, now I can hear you. Okay. It's alright if you're upside down. No big deal. Right? Yeah. So, Nicole, you wanted to come on because uh, you're a nurse right now. Kind of on the front lines with everything with the uh, coronavirus, right? Yeah. So
1: it's, it's, yeah, it's been interesting. It's, it's been scary. Um, but it's, um, yeah, we're kind of in that like, uh, like waiting in limbo kind of situation. And I'm worried that people are going to get complacent and, and it's going to get nice out and people are going to want to get back to doing what they used to do. Um, but we got to hang in there. <laughs> we got to, we got to ride this wave a little longer. So I figured whatever I could do to, um, just keep reiterating the social distancing and, and keep people engaged with knowing why we're doing it and why it's important would be, uh, would be helpful.
0: Yeah, totally. It seems like you guys, like the whole thing is very fluid. Like every day is, is like you have new information coming out. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, every day, every day that I go to work, it's, um, it's a, you know, kind of a meeting with, uh with the bosses and, uh, and to see what's changed since the day before and, and seeing if there's you know, staff that, that you, know, you work with every day is now moved into a different part of, of the hospital or is being sent you know, downstate to help with their crisis. So um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a little unsettling to not really know what you're walking into um, especially when you've kind of always had a, a pretty routine, you know, schedule and work assignment and things like that. So, um, it kind of went from one extreme to the next, right. And then, uh, but then you're also not really, you're not doing, you know, your full, your full duties. You know, you're not seeing as many patients. People aren't, you know, coming to the hospitals. The emergency rooms are down 40%. You know, nobody, nobody's going out, which is good. Nobody's going to the emergency room for things they don't need, which is good. Um, but in the meantime, right, the staff is just kind of like, <laughs> it's this eerie feeling of, yeah. of, right. Like well, what's to come basically.
0: Right. Right. So you were talking about the, the emergency rooms down 40%, like in the amount of people that are there.
1: Well, in the amount of patients that, that are coming in for the most part, I mean, you know, any given day you'd have somebody with, you know, chest pain or shortness of breath or. You know, a kid falls down and things like that. Um, The things that people would have normal anxiety about and feel the need to go to the emergency room and get it checked out right away are thinking twice about it. They're staying at home, maybe maybe doing a little home care or Googling, (laughs) you know, just kind of figuring out a way to work it out at home versus go somewhere where they might potentially be exposed or clog up the you know the resources but
0: right so what was like before all this hit the fan what was like a normal day for you like you you talked about having kind of like a routine
1: yeah um i mean i'm uh like a navigator so i would just kind of help um you know, make sure patients make their way through the hospital system and they have primary cares and they make their appointments, they can get their medications, they you know basic basic needs, they have food to eat, a place to live, that kind of thing. Um, so uh, really, now you know we're trying to keep all these people out of going to their you know out of the out of the offices and unless it's an emergency type of situation. so. Um, it's just now
0: keeping everybody. You there? We go. I can hear you. All right. All right. So I think I lost you around the time that you're talking about, like what your uh, normal routine was, um, like
1: routine. So that's usually um, just kind of helping people keep track of their their appointments and you know their medications and uh, basically their, their healthcare, making sure they right. know what they're doing on a, on a day to day. So now that's just all kind of flipped nobody's going anywhere. Everything is closed. They don't want to see anybody unless it's an emergency. So it's just basically making sure everybody's got what they need at home and, uh, you know, reiterating the, the staying at home and hand washing and all of that. Right. You know, you get your, make sure you got your asthma meds and you know what to do if you, you know, if you have some trouble breathing, know your, know your plan so that you don't have to go to the emergency room.
0: Oh, uh, okay. So that okay. program, like, you work for the hospital in the sense where you, it's kind of, it seems like an, almost like a provided service that they have.
1: Yes. To, okay. yeah. Uh, keep healthcare costs down and to keep emergency room visits down and try to prevent unnecessary costs and have people a little more uh, accountable for their healthcare and, and uh, you know, what they
0: overall uh, health.
1: Yeah, basically.
0: Right. Right. No, that's kind of cool. That's, that's a cool like service they provide, especially for people who don't have loved ones or something like that
1: yeah so in a situation like this, um, they're uh, kind of a little more likely to to listen because they really don't want it you know they really don't want to go into the emergency room or you know be exposed to to a virus that they could bring back to their family and so on. so
0: right it seems like it's good because it seems like the vast majority of people are taking it pretty seriously, but then you still have that small percent that are <clears throat> kind of right. not listening to what the experts say
1: exactly and then that, and that's the thing is the small percentages is, uh is not just affecting themselves you know because then they can you know cross paths with my family or your family and now you know they now they're everybody's problem so right that's kind of where uh you know i'm sure you've heard it on the tv and the news and cuomo it just seems like every day it's just it's just the same thing being being right. drilled drilled in but it seems simple enough, but then at the end of the day, right? People have to go here and there, or they feel entitled, or they're bored, or they're kind of that it's their right, or they have the freedoms. And I'm like, listen, freedoms are on hold yeah, right. <laughs> during during global pandemics. It's yeah. It's not about how you feel or what you you know what you're entitled to or what the Constitution says. Like right. Um, Thousands of people will die if if people can't follow the recommendations and do what
0: the professionals what are saying. Right.
1: Necessary. And...
0: Now I know, like every day, there's like new information. Is it pretty much like on a daily basis where they're like, oh, now everybody has to wear a mask when you're in the hospital? There.
1: Yep. Yep. That's basically how it happened. Where, um, you know, uh, only a certain group of nurses who was dealing with, you know, possible patients that fit a certain criteria of, you know, the COVID symptoms would be required to wear a mask or a gown. Right. And then the rest of us, you know, we just would practice social distancing and hand washing and hope for the best.
0: So, and like, then, how uh, is, like, home life for you now? Are you, like, like keeping safe distance from, is it boyfriend or husband?
1: Yeah, my, my husband, he also works at a, at a healthcare facility, so um i mean he's just is right worried about uh you know crossing paths with somebody there um uh now that everybody's wearing universal masks it's it's it kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off because you're at least protecting your face area yeah right someone which isn't really about protecting yourself versus protecting others because again if you're not having symptoms, so you don't know you have
0: it. Um, yeah, right. You can be uh, what are they? Yeah. Just asymptomatic, right?
1: Right. A cough, you know, a cough or a sneeze, which you know you would hopefully do into your arm anyway. But at least if you have a mask on, it's a little more contained. Yeah. Uh, so you know, just trying not to touch your face, lots of hand washing, and I mean, as a nurse, it's something you kind of always have in the back of your mind, anyways. You know, what did I touch last? And yeah, right. When you're, even when you're home, it's always always been a thing. You know, we come home from the grocery store or the movies or wherever, and it was just always something I immediately did anyways.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Um, now it's just re, right, super reinforced. Yeah. Um, is it just because,
0: but, like, the disease is easier to spread because it's just uh, as much as, like, a little bit of saliva? Right.
1: Um, so, and that's just uh, the idea is the hand-washing and... Avoiding touching your face is going to be the key in in preventing it.
0: Right, right. So, like um, the biggest change through the hospital, what's been like the biggest thing?
1: Um, uh, I would I would say the biggest change is is no visitors. Yeah, there's you know all these people that are already in the hospital or you know shitty time to have to have uh you know your appendix out or (laughs) a heart attack or a stroke you know which is just unfortunate timing but
0: and it's only for specific like departments in the hospital right uh
1: not really i think if you're in like i mean upstate's really the only one with with pediatrics and i think you'd have to have like one parent and and you know no symptoms no sick symptoms at all in order for them to be you know to accompany them um but i don't think you can have any siblings um as far as the rest of the surrounding hospitals go i know you can't have any um any children at all um and there's no visitors whatsoever unless i think you're dying oh
0: wow like
1: end end of life situation <clears throat> oh wow that's and that- crazy not including COVID. Like, if you're dying of COVID, I don't think you're getting any visitors at all. Oh, wow. Because of the, um, you know, the possibility of the exposure. <laughs> you're, they're not going to give you, you know, a mask and, and a gown and all of that to suit up to go in and hang out with your loved one when right. <laughs> there's no, you know, there's no, there's there's not enough of that stuff to go around as it is. Yeah, the
0: potential you could bring it back with you, right?
1: Right. Than to be giving it out to to you know visitors or or loved ones, which is just an awful thought of of having you know your loved one there right. on event for two weeks, you know, and then not be able to say goodbye. Yeah. It's
0: just awful. Yeah, right. That's it's gonna be a tough situation. Terrible, and, right? And it's like I I find a hard time trying to make under like sense of all of this because it's on one spectrum. I hear it can only affect like older, the elderly people or people with compromised immune systems. And right. then I hear the opposite spectrum where there's like the, uh, the Olympic gold medalist right. that contracted and how, it.
1: And that's exactly how I initially started taking it. Like kind of like a flu general influenza where 100%. okay, it kills lots of the elderly people and their immune systems are, are weakened. And it's just what happens when you get old and you're more susceptible to these types of things. But then it seems, I mean, that population is certainly being affected in greater numbers. But the, like you said, there's people in between that seem to be all ages that, I don't know, it's just, it, right. it just seems dumb. Like they're just chosen out of a hat or some people get better and go home and then the guy next to them dies. And it doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason.
0: And they're, it's like... All different Health. symptoms and stuff too.
1: Exactly. They're healthy people, they're men, they're women, they're they're healthcare workers, they're yeah, I've heard myself, like people younger than me. I'm I'm thirty seven, you know, there are people that are in their forties, people that are in their twenties, and everywhere in between. So that's when I really just started getting <clears throat> really more aware and 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 really taking it serious and Yeah, it's and like
0: I was guilty of that too. When it first came out, I was like super dismissive. I'm like, eh, we'll be all right. I'm young. I'm healthy. I'm fine. And then I'm like, Nope, some, some just gold medalist caught it and it destroyed his body. And then there's like Tom Hanks who has like nothing. Right.
1: right. And, and so, right. I don't know if it's just affecting people differently. And that's what it seems to be. There's just different varieties and different symptoms. And that's, Really see, seems to be when people have to start seeking emergency room treatment is when they get that shortness of breath and that
0: trouble breathing. Wow. And, is there is I, that like the consistent symptom? Because there's so many different things that happens. Yeah, that like Shortness I, of breath, the consistent one.
1: Yeah, that seems to be the the one that's most consistent with with COVID and and kind of like the red flag that you're gonna they're gonna need a test, um, and that you should probably get some type of uh, you know, treatment or assessment, or maybe need some oxygen, that kind of thing. Um, there is a great um, video. Uh, I posted it to Facebook, and I can send you the link. You can attach it to the yes. to the podcast. Um, it's a great uh, ICU doc who works downstate um, who says that um, – most of, most of people are, are having mild symptoms or like, you know, your basic flu-like symptoms, fever, cough, uh, sore throat, that kind of thing. Right. But that is beyond that, you know, and those types of things, you can stay home, you can ride it out, but you should definitely, you know, self-isolate. And that a lot of people are getting sick from their spouses or from, you know, or then giving it to their kids because they're in the same home and that you really have to limit your exposure to that person. Like, you can't be taking that person's temperature, which, like, you're going to want to take care of them. like, as a nurse, I'd be, like, all up in there, like, what can I do for you? But you have to limit yourself from from seeing them. Um, You know, if they come out of the bedroom and, you know, want to eat a meal, they should put a mask on. When they're finished, you should wipe down anything that they've touched, you know, send them back. Send them back to the bedroom and then, you know, just kind of treat them as if, you know, they could get every, you know, take out everybody.
0: Yeah, right. That's crazy. That's like, it's so weird. It's like almost out of the matrix. It's like, when I went grocery shopping, it's like, you look up and you have everybody in masks and gloves. It's just strange.
1: It is very strange. It's a a bizarre reality that we are all, all now living.
0: And people are saying that it's like, they just, they keep saying that it's just, another flu is it yeah is it really like a strain of the flu is that why people are saying that or do you think they're just trying to be like really dismissive
1: um i think it's more dismissive i mean it is a new virus uh that's for sure but i mean influenza was new at one point and it killed lots of people so um right. <laughs> just because something and i mean there's there's an influenza vaccine and still, you know, it kills lots of people, but there are still lots of others that don't get it.
0: You know,
1: they they don't get the vaccine. So, um, I, you know, I still wonder if there is a COVID vaccine, if there will then be, right. There'll still be all, you know, a lot of anti-vaxxers and whoever else. So, Oh, I, I got it. And it made me sick. You know, there's,
0: (laughs) there's that. Well, I heard that even if like they made a vaccine, like if, we would still be like at least eighteen months away from having a vaccine. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, I'm sure. Just because it, it be takes
0: so long to make.
1: a good time, yeah, and then trial and see if it works and all of that.
0: And that'd be um, like that'd be like groundbreakingly fast too. Eighteen months would be very exactly. fast.
1: Um, I've I've heard some interesting thoughts about the uh, the plasma trial, which would give antibodies to to those people with the virus already. Um,
0: to see if it would just kind of fight it off. Interesting. It's it's like, I, when I go online, I'm like, I'm just the uneducated non healthcare person. So when I click on a link, I'm always have a hard time figuring out if it's just like clickbait or if it's like real. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. there was one that I read that, um, it might've been from Syracuse.com, but the, uh, there's a group of people that were tested and they were tested positive for, to being immune or something. There's something with their blood? People who donated or something? I don't know. Have you heard okay. anything like that?
1: Um, it could not, just be fake news not, that I'm spreading. Yeah, I mean there there's different forms of of coronavirus. So there's there's the basic coronavirus, which is kind of like the common cold. Which I don't know if there was initial confusion, which is why we thought it wasn't going to be a big deal, and it was just going to you know run its course and everyone will be fine but it has since you know turned into this covid situation but so i don't know if um if they're saying um people who have tested positive for the the regular coronavirus might have some antibodies where if they were to come in contact with covid19 they might you know they might have some antibodies towards that i don't know if that's
0: oh, okay if that's
1: that um you know if for some reason the regular flu you know if you had the flu antibodies if that would somehow fight off but you know right.
0: they're different so, see that's the problem when you're an uneducated person like myself not in healthcare. it's like i click something i'm like is this true yeah i don't know oh my god
1: well you know a lot of people there's and i'm you know i have a master's degree in nursing and i still have to you know read some things and be like i, I don't know if that's a reputable site or right. a real source. So usually the C D C's got a, a good set of links and um, stuff that's that's pretty accurate and
0: Especially coming have... from the C D C.
1: Yeah, some Seems research
0: like very important. Is that is it another link that you have?
1: Um for the C D C?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is it just C D yep. C dot org or something?
1: Uh it's dot gov. Oh, dot yeah.
0: gov. Okay, Because yeah. I'll, sure I'll throw a bunch of links in in the comments.
1: It's it's this huge bar yeah. at the top that's you know COVID everything. So gotcha. I think that's pretty much it. with every website these days is right COVID disclaimer. Yeah, or it's like it COVID. even said it
0: on Facebook. Even yeah. said on Facebook. There was mm-hmm. a in the real estate world. It's very uh, it's kind of chaotic right now, and you can uh, you can't do any physical showings, but you can do like a virtual showing. So mm-hmm. one agent made. Uh, an event on Facebook and Facebook had a banner on the top that said, do not go to this event in person. COVID-19, Facebook does not recommend going outside. I was like, man, that's kind of interesting. Even Facebook is saying, Hey, don't, don't go to this event. Even, even though it's like a virtual thing, it's just saying if it's taking place in this address, stay in your home, please don't go.
1: Right. But
0: it's kind of interesting to see that.
1: It's good that people can, uh, recognize that something is I don't know that someone might see something and think it's a live event and yeah. And there's still places that are having church masses and
0: yeah isn't you know, that crazy and it's just uh. it's just I don't know when, when it comes to stuff like this I'm like I just gotta I'm just gonna trust the professionals yeah it's like Brittany and I are having a baby and they they still assure us it's gonna be safe and we're like alright that's fun. we'll do it. We're not going to be we're not going to do home birth. Are you kidding me? No <laughs> idea what I'm doing there. Yeah,
1: I've have, I've have heard that um there is a little um risk I think for mom to feed us.
0: Yeah, that's a little cool. risk.
1: Yeah. Just once you get on the outside world. That's all the risk.
0: Yeah, right. Well, it as sounds as... like uh they're going to like push us out pretty quick once we have the baby and everything's good, yeah. good yeah. and and no, no, wife's wife's no. good. They're going to be like, "See ya." But,
1: yep get out of here
0: so that's kind of that's interesting that's it's kind of <laughs> like almost like your world is like shifted and it has it it's happened so quick too right yep
1: um i mean it's 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 sort of uh i won't say nice but it's it's different having this this like free time i'll i'll say because it's just uh, it's different uh, tasks and yeah. Job. things that we didn't really have time to do before because it was always patient care patient care and now it's just kind of like we're in this we're in this limbo um you know just waiting for this
0: right
1: 21 day window and um hoping that
0: would there you know, be a fix- chance that they would move you to a different department to kind of fill like a bigger yeah. need somewhere yeah.
1: Yeah, we've all filled out surveys to, you know, rate our experience and where we've, you know, where we kind of fit and where we've worked before and uh, uh, what we're comfortable with, what we need refreshers on. Um, we've gotten letters from, you know, Cuomo to uh, fill out surveys if you're interested in, in going downstate to help with any of uh, their hospitals.
0: Did, uh, um, do I you know that's anybody that's done that? That's pretty, that sounds like that's a pretty heroic move. I know,
1: that have, I know a few people that filled up the survey and I think, um, I think maybe like 20 or 30 people between the a couple of hospitals wow. are, uh, are volunteering to, to go down and travel and that's help amazing. Out. Yeah. And I've heard, you know, Cuomo's, uh, briefings and he talks about, I don't know, 80,000 people across the country coming out of retirement and Holy coming so, coming to help and yeah so it's pretty incredible in a time like this to see all the people that you know step up and have the means and resources and you know different companies making ventilators and masks and um, is that and like the fun.
0: biggest thing you need right now like if somebody wanted to help out a local hospital what was one what's like one thing they could do
1: Yeah. I mean, if, and that's the thing, everybody's looking for the same thing. So they can get their hands on, you know, the N95 masks size small or um, (laughs) the, the surgical masks or, you know, all that stuff is, is all just like gold right now. So if someone has it, they just,
0: they can just bring it to the hospital and donate it. Yep.
1: Yep. Um, all the local hospitals have, um, you know, drop off points. You can bring anything to, um, Main circles, I know St. Joe's and Upstate have um, um, like a kind of a drive. Um, There's certain type of masks that they. Is it N95? They,
0: um,
1: it's kind of like an N95. It's it's built like more of a of a duck bill than it is just the one that goes over your ears. They they do have a um a a printout um an attachment I can send you if anyone's interested. Um,
0: yeah, no, that'd be cool. Anything I can. Any yep. extra stuff I'll throw on.
1: One who's interested in, in donating as far as PPE can go to the, um, the main entrances of the hospital security and they'll find the um, the right place. And it just gets distributed, you know, based on need. Um, there's a, a couple of websites for, um, you know, frontline workers and staff at the hospital and emergency rooms, things like that, if anyone wants to donate food, snacks, treats, things like that. Um, they can pay them their respects by always, always offering food and snacks. It always goes a long way.
0: You can, can you donate food to the hospital?
1: Um, yeah. I mean, like local restaurants and things like that. We're, um, we're delivering pizza and, um, lunches and things like that. Cookies, um,
0: to, to the floors. And that to sounds the... like that'd be a sweet move
1: nurses in the emergency room um i know a a friend of mine's daughter uh, had made um you know just little snack packs with um you know just some gum and mints and treats and just you know a little thank you goodie bags and just something that the kids could do because they were home bored and yeah. something that made them feel good and made the, the nurses feel awesome so just no, that's, uh, cool. that's that'd be
0: a great way especially if anybody that's uh, listening to it, then they can kind of know which way to, where they can help out the hospital yep. what they can do.
1: Um, I know uh, Upstate has a, a group called the Upstate Foundation that has a, um, a link for DAF that you can donate to uh, help, you know, help them with childcare or food, um, elderly mm-hmm. care, or things like that. Um, just to, trying to help, um, gotcha. help people along in that um, avenue. Um, I don't ever hear much about Krause in the news. Um, everything um, that seems to be public comes from St. Joe's or upstate.
0: Is there um, a reason for that? Is it like Krauss a private I'm hospital? Sure.
1: I think maybe they're just like to keep things quiet. Um, I know even as far as, um, you know, the healthcare workers that have tested positive, um, you know, Saint Joe's has has I mean, my husband works there and I didn't know that they had really had a new test positive until I saw it um, on the local news. So oh, wow. <laughs> you
0: know, it wasn't right.
1: something um, you know, was being shared openly. Um, but I know they said that they reached out to, you know, the other local hospitals and that Kraus never never replies. So
0: interesting. Yeah. It's like, uh, it seems like it's each is run differently, like almost like a business.
1: Yeah, yeah. For sure. Whatever, yeah. They,
0: whatever they decide. Working yeah. in uh, real estate, I usually get the question, as uh, like, how's the real estate market? And now more than ever, people have kind of been asking me that. What's like the most common question you're hearing right now?
1: Um, if if, it, if it's that serious, how worried should we be? Um, and that was really more like a couple weeks ago. I think now everybody really, really aware of how yeah. serious it is and, and and the devastation that can happen. Um, so I think that's pretty um, pretty clear at this point. Um, I think more of if they you know, do get this, you know, how how sick are they going to get? Are they going to die? And that's not something. Obviously, I know, or or anybody for that matter. Um, Like you said, regular healthy people seem to be getting very sick. So, um, you know, based on what Cuomo says, you know, there's still 80% of these people are getting, you know, mild symptoms are getting better, not going into the hospital at all or going in, getting treated and going home. Um, So the video that I'm going to give you to post, um, explained it pretty well. Uh, really, the people with the shortness of breath are going to the emergency room. Some people are getting treated, and then they're going home. Some people are sick enough to the point where they're going to get admitted to, to the regular floor. They maybe need some oxygen and fluids, and maybe they're going to ride out this illness in the hospital for a week or so. They're going to get better. They're going to go home. There's that other group of people that are going to get worse they're going to go to an ICU they're going to need a ventilator they're going to get better or they're not right so that's kind of seems to be kind of made me feel better as far as like you know what's going to happen and how are these how, how you know how is it, how does it seem to be that people are just going from you know, this fever and shortness of breath to all of a sudden being on a ventilator and not knowing if we're going
0: to live. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. And it seems like... Yeah. I get a lot of people who are kind of like... They say, oh, you know, the death toll is is only, what? Is it like 5% or 10% or something like that? What? Like, I don't want... Like, this podcast, the point of it isn't to be like this crazy doomsday thing, but to give people, like, a real education that's out there. So, like, the people that are super dismissive... What would you say to those kind of people in your most educated perspective, I guess?
1: Oh my, That it's not, it's not necessarily about, about you or about your health or what you think you can handle or fight off or whatever. It's about those around you. So maybe you are fine and you're so healthy that this virus doesn't even touch you. You're not symptomatic. So you're out doing everything that you normally do but you're you have touched something that now right yeah. my grandma or maybe that person's grandma or you know you don't know what you're affecting right it's a, and it's a in this situation is a domino effect so uh, you know by getting by getting that close to you know everybody else and and the brink of disaster you're just you're just saying that you're selfish and you don't care about about anybody but yourself. yourself yeah, like, yeah. I want to go to the store and I want to go out and go drinking and do all the things I used to do but <clears throat> we have to think right we have to think I have to think like is it my friend coming over for a mojito worth me giving her something that I potentially bring home from work right yeah. she on a ventilator and gets sick and dies how am I going to live with that yeah right rest of my life knowing that I potentially got her sick and that's why she's not here. Like right. that's what everybody and, in, in before this happened, I mean, in any healthcare decision that you make, or, you know, when you have kids, you'll, you'll see this is just any decision that you make has to be, you have to be able to live with it. You have to be able to sleep at night. So, you know, if it's letting your kid do X, Y, Z, or, you know, you're not sure if, you know, you should take them to the emergency room for, you know, the fever they have in the middle of the night. You just have to think of that in your mind. You know, if I don't do this, what could happen? And kind of live with that decision.
0: Right. That's That's
1: just kind of where we're at.
0: Right. (laughs) So like if people wanted to get like more information, it's probably the best. Would you recommend going to the cdc website
1: yeah the cdc um is is factual and um government run and about to health, usually by the health department so uh it's got accurate numbers and statistics and you can find out what's going on um in each state um sometimes in each city um and of course you know uh, there's numbers and I think we're at 350, uh, which doesn't seem significant yet, but right. it's, it's on how sick people get and how, you know, how fast they overwhelm the hospitals. So,
0: right. Yeah, I know. I would, um, uh, I'd much rather trust the CDC website than uh, what some kid that I went to high school with sharing an article. Yeah. And that's yeah. like... I feel like it's an easy trap to get caught in, where you're like cruising uh, Facebook and you're like, "Oh, look at this biased article that fits my it, point of view."
1: And I've heard, you know, different stories, and you know, people say there are nurses across the country, and they've seen, you know, this patient in this case, and and I'm reading, and I'm right, and I'm terrified, right, because it was 25 year old healthy kid, and now he is on a vent, and right. ah, So, right, I have to put those, you know, stories out of my mind. And I don't know those people. I don't know if they're really even in the medical field or. Yeah, right, (laughs) right. are even real. So you can get overwhelming with with the posts and and the things that are out there. But um, the CDC is a good one. And, man, Cuomo's been crushing it with those briefings.
0: Yeah, I feel like he's been, like, on top of stuff.
1: He has. um, and I've, for you know, people that don't care for his politics or or whatever, have said that he's done a great job, and they you know look forward to to hearing what he has to say. But yeah, it's he's, interesting. He's it's... done a great job with with the facts as well, and putting out the numbers and the projections, and and you know when they think that apex is coming, and and just he must have learned a ton through all of this because he yeah he talks about it fluently, um, but he he has a lot a lot to say and has been talking about it very well. So I think a lot of people are impressed with, with him so far.
0: Yeah. I just like, uh, before all this, I didn't really like, I mind you, I don't really follow politics as much as I probably should, but I wasn't, I wasn't too big of a fan of him. Uh, Mm -hmm. but now it's, it's kind of cool. Like, I'm really pumped to see how quick he's reacted to all this and how like, you know, with New York, especially being the highest case numbers in the whole United States. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's acted pretty quickly and it's not just it's not just us affected in upstate New York. It's like everybody in New York. I don't know, it's yeah. crazy. Such a weird yeah. turn of events. It has, yeah. It's
1: it's been interesting and Oh, uh, yeah. I said I look I look forward to his 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 pep talks. Yeah. Every day. Um
0: Well, cool. Yeah. I don't have I uh, I don't have any other questions for you. I, I appreciate you coming on. You got anything that else you wanna talk about or
1: Um, nope. I think just gonna bring it home again with the you know, limiting the exposures, limiting the people that you have, you know, coming in and out or or places that you're going. Um, I think especially over the next two to three weeks. Um, I don't think we jumped the gun with with the stay at home and the quarantine thing. It was important to get ahead of it. Um, but it's it's gotta stretch, you know, longer than most people thought. Um, How long do think you think, be...
0: in your professional uh, opinion?
1: I'm I'm hoping that if we can flatten the curve, which which, from what I'm hearing and reading we are not doing so far. Um, I think Cuomo said next week's numbers will kind of show if we are heading toward a, toward more of an incline or if we are starting to level off. Hopefully we are starting to level, but um, with with what I hear about you know areas still having to fight with with people to you know to social distance uh, to close certain events and things like that I, I i i struggle with the fact that it will be uh starting to flatten but um i uh, i it's don't so want to, to say anything. I don't want to say into the summer because I, I just got a nice lake house <laughs> that, I need to, that I need to start having parties at. But right. um, I want to say, you know, hopefully into May, June, we can start to get some of this under control and and uh, get back to normal life. But that is all going to be dependent on us.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's what everybody's scared about is the uncertainty.
1: Cool. I don't know who said it. If it was a, a politician or a uh, the county executive McMahon guy, but they said the virus doesn't move. It's the people that move. Right. So, if the people stop moving. This is over. Yeah. So I it's... guess we'll, we'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think that's a great way to end the podcast. Perfect. Thanks, thanks for uh, doing this, Nicole. I really appreciate it. and appreciate Anytime. you.
1: Anytime. I'm here. If, uh, if anything new transpires or, uh, anything changes dramatically uh i'm here to chat about
0: it yeah we should do like another month or so we should do like an update one yeah, to see what kind it. of change from then and now
1: all right sounds all right, good cool.